It's Wednesday, February 19th, and a bipartisan subcommittee says yes to a bill to help a vulnerable population. Hey, I'll take it. I'm Greg Howenstein. This is the Daily Dome. There's been a number of stories lately from all around Iowa about mobile home owners and renters seeing huge, sometimes 50 plus percent hikes in rent for their home or the land on which uh, that mobile home is parked. Uh, Some numbers for you, Uh, 23% of mobile home residents are between the ages of 18 and 29, folks just starting their careers. Um, You have 22% ages 50 to 59, Uh, 15% are unable to work or are disabled, and 13% uh, received food stamps. The average income of mobile home owners and renters is about $28,000 per year, um, and 18 million Americans live in uh, manufactured housing. That's a huge section of the population. That's six times the population of Iowa. So we have bills in the Iowa House and Senate that would spread these rent hikes out and would allow the folks living there uh, some rights that they didn't have, but their fellow Iowans living in an apartment building next door would have. That bill passed a subcommittee in the Iowa House on Monday, so as long as it makes it through the full Judiciary Committee uh, this week, it will survive the funnel. Uh, Not sure what the funnel is? Listen to yesterday's episode called WT Funnel. Uh, We talk all about what Funnel Week is and why you should care. It's important. Now, when issues like these rent hikes arise, one place that ends up getting a lot of the phone calls is the Iowa Attorney General's office. Uh, Folks are mad, and they want to know what they can do about it. My 2008 Obama campaign buddy Nate Blake is a deputy attorney general, and he gave me the rundown on his office's involvement with this bill. Our office handles complaints um, from residents of and owners um, of mobile home units, we often can't do much about it um, except for sometimes facilitate uh, kind of a mediation process. If there's sometimes there are things that that violate the um, Iowa Consumer Fraud Act and that we're able to act on. Um, But we have an attorney who works in our office who used to work for legal aid and he has a lot of experience in this space. So um, we're able to assist consumers sometimes. Um, Really, though, we're a clearinghouse for things that are going wrong for people Mm -hmm. across the state, just in whatever area. And this is one of the areas that we hear about. Um, And so, you know, we've, Attorney General Miller and our office, we've long had an interest in making sure that um, mobile home owners who are in a, a particularly precarious position, they own their homes, um, and yet have to rent land. Um, and so right now, the legal landscape is really tilted against them. Um, there are more protections afforded to people renting apartments than there are mobile home owners renting the land. Um, it's the case right now in Iowa that with a, a couple exceptions, you can, you can make someone move from their home uh, with 60 days notice. The, the reality is that it's extremely difficult to find a place to move your mobile home. It's obviously expensive as well. 
And that's just a situation that, that some bad actors uh, who are landlords have utilized to extract um, money or often end up kind of buying the mobile homes on the cheap after they evict somebody and turning around and selling it um, for hefty profit afterward. What would this bill uh, do to help remedy that? Yeah, this bill puts in um, quite a few new protections. Uh, I think the, the most basic stuff that should just be a no-brainer is there are a handful of uh, provisions that would just provide equity for mobile home owners who are tenants um, with tenants in other situations, right? So uh, again, it, it's if anything, you would expect that mobile home owners would have more rights um, than a, a an apartment tenant. Um, but right now, they have fewer rights, and this kind of brings them in line with um, tenants' rights uh, in a normal landlord-tenant situation. Um, so that's kind of the baseline. Um, it does also add a for-cause component to uh, evicting tenants, uh, to evicting owners from the, the property that they're renting, um, which we think is utterly reasonable um, that to um, kick someone out of their uh, their home, they you would have to have a reason. Um, it also provides uh, for you know some of the high, most high profile cases recently have been these parks that have raised rents. Um, one park uh, just extraordinarily. Uh, one park raised it, uh, attempted to raise it fifty nine percent in one year. That's wild. And uh, I think they're. Yeah, I think their compromise position was that it was going to take maybe two years or two and a half years to do that. So this provides not rent control, but it requires any increase of rent over inflation to have some justification. And there's quite a few justifications that are listed mm-hmm. in the code. So we view this as pretty, pretty fair. Um but it's got, um, you know, those provisions to protect to protect these these folks. Uh, if, if you were look at uh, were to look at kind of the um, income levels of, of residents in these communities, it, it tends to be on the lower end. The Manufactured Housing Association, you know, markets this as affordable housing. Right. Um, it, I think, in one sense, that's that's probably true. I mean, it certainly is um, a less expensive way to own something. Um, and, um, and, and, you know, be in a housing situation. So it is, it does have a tendency to be lower income folks. Um, and yeah, often, I mean, the stories we hear and the stories we heard yesterday in the subcommittee are people on, on fixed incomes and can't, um, can't really, it's hard to fathom, you know, raising someone's rent 30 or 50 or 60%. Um, when they're on yeah, they, they can't just can't handle that kind of hit. Um, so yeah. in the subcommittee, it it passed the subcommittee. Um, so that it means did. this had this had bipartisan support then. Yes, it did. Uh, what's been I think pretty heartening about this process generally is real good faith engagement um, from both sides of the political aisle and both houses. Um, there have been stakeholders um, 
uh, on the House side and the Senate side, Republicans and Democrats. I will say State Senator Zach Walls has been the driving force. The Senate passed a couple of, of good protections last year, um, and it flopped in the House. And he came back and, and worked over the summer to, to get the coalition moving um, to really address these problems in a, in a fair way. Uh, I, as I said at the subcommittee yesterday, some of these provisions that, you know, if I were drawing up something would I, that, that I would consider, you know, a, the perfect, um, it, it, the provisions would go far further. Um, there are a couple of provisions that we're not huge fans of or that we don't think are necessary. But all that said, it's a net win for mobile home owners. And it really, what it does is, is starts to restore some balance in that relationship, that landlord-tenant relationship that has been tilted toward landlords for for decades. Um, and so I'm, I'm I'm hopeful about it. And I'm it, it is anytime we end up with legislation that are people that people are negotiating in good faith, which I think the legislators uh, to this point are doing. Uh, that that's just that's how government should work. It's a glimmer of sunshine in an otherwise kind of dreary session. I know it's only a subcommittee vote, but I'll take what I can get at this point. So what issues are you following? And what issues would you like us to follow? What questions do you have about our legislature, the legislative process, how I got to be so charming and handsome? Whatever's on your mind, we want to hear it. We're on Facebook and Twitter at PotluckFM. Uh, Instagram and TikTok content are coming as soon as I can find an extra few hours in my day. Same handle, Potluck FM. The Daily Dome is part of the Potluck Media Network and would not be possible without grassroots supporters like you. It's researched, recorded, mixed, and edited by me, Greg Howenstein. For more information, visit potluck.fm and find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever else you download these things. Help us get discovered by leaving us a nice review and subscribing. See you tomorrow.